Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Just going to do our Supercoach review for this week, going through our draft and our classic side. Uh, I was key off with our classic, and it's been a disappointing few weeks. You all know we were going very well. We were sitting around ranked 400 three weeks ago, uh, and we have dropped off a cliff. Not, not, not off a cliff, but it's been very disappointing how we've gone. We're now sitting at a season rank 2,600. Well, 2,598. So we've dropped about 2,200 spots in the last two or three weeks, dropping 1,000 each. Uh, it hasn't been... Neither of the weeks have been a complete train wreck, but neither of them have been fantastic. This week, we only scored 1,102, which was very disappointing. Obviously, the Nico Hines, uh, that one has been an absolute train wreck for us, not having Nico Hines over the last week. Everyone that jumped to him has done sensationally well. So that one has really stung us. Uh, we had the Sam Walker captain two weeks ago, which really hurt us, of course. That was the... If it wasn't for him that week, we would have done okay, and we'd probably still be sitting in the top 1,500 or so, but that was a big, big hit for us there. Uh, this week, another disappointing week, as we said, scoring 1,100. Uh, we captained Nathan Cleary, who we thought... When he was sitting on 80-odd, I thought, oh, you know what? This is fantastic. We'll be okay here. 80, we can take that. I was even more confident when we got to halftime of the Manly game and all the Travojevic captains were sitting with a you know, a seven-point score. I was thinking, brilliant. Let's say he puts on two tries here. He might break even, even with Nathan Cleary, but it's not looking like that sort of a football game for Manly. Uh, didn't turn out to be. He scored very poorly. He only scored 40 points, so I thought, beautiful. There we go. There's 40 points. My captain has gamed on everyone else, Nathan. Nathan Cleary there, and I, I imagine not many people would have taken Cleary's VC either. Obviously, 80, that's not doing enough for you. So I thought we're looking good here. Uh, updates came in, um, and when I say looking good, I thought we'd avoided a complete and utter train wreck. The updates came in, of course, Cleary. 
Dropped down to 54, lost almost 30 points in updates, 60 points uh, when it comes to captaincy, of course. So that one really stung us. Uh, that dropped us back down. We held on to David Fafita for a couple of weeks, hoping that he would put on a clinic against the Cronulla Sharks. That game went the complete opposite way to what I was expecting. He came up with an 82. Not disappointing. Um, you know, still an 82 when you don't score tries as a back rower. Incredibly impressive, but was really hoping for more out of David Fafita when we held him that long. We're still holding Josh Curran. We're still holding Angus Crichton. So we've got some decisions to make this week. Um, Teamless haven't come out yet. They'll be out this afternoon. But just having a look at our side now, I think we've got 12 players at the moment. Uh, pending what happens with Sean Bloor and Stefano, we could have more. Uh, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens there and then decide with our trades what we're going to do. Uh, we've only got 17 trades left, so we are struggling. I ended up making a drunken shotgun decision on Saturday night to make a change. Took out Sam Walker and went for a little bit of a punt. I went Mitch Moses. He is playing round 13, obviously. Um, one that I can't say I'm overly confident with. Scored 49 on the weekend. I'm hoping this week against this Newcastle Knights side, missing a number of troops, the Parramatta Eels. Obviously missing a few themselves, but still going a top shelf side. Obviously, you still got Moses, still got Gutho, still got Maddo, Nathan Brown. You know, a lot of their stars are still there, so I'm hoping they can put on a real cricket score and Mitch Moses he can score some points this week as a little bit of a pod move there um, but yeah look just not a great week all round for me uh, a little bit disappointing 1,100 there I went Alex Twoll as well another sort of bit of a pod play I know a number of people have gone him but uh, didn't really pay dividends there with a 52 I think it was on 40 at half time and Madge being Madge didn't use him for many minutes in the second half which was always the punt that was always the likely outcome so sort of took a bit of a gamble there um, so we have dropped the thousand odd spots here. Got to decide what trades we're doing this week. Going to have to have a chat to the Whisperer later in the week and see what he thinks. Um, But yeah, it's sort of starting to get back to the reality of what I know with Supercoach. Joseph Suwali, this is a guy that I played the week before that. I think he got 30. I decided not to play him this week and he got 74. So, you know, I was tossing up using him as well. That really stung. So, Josh Schuster was out as well. I imagine everyone was in the same boat with Joshy Schuster. Uh, So, got an AE off my bench who... Uh, I don't think it would have been a terrible score. Sean Bloor, 23. So not great, but not an absolute train wreck either. Uh, so have dropped, you know, 1,000 spots for the last two weeks, sitting now at 2,500, which compared to where we were a couple of weeks ago, very disappointing. But there is a long way to go. It's just the fact that we don't have many trades left, 17 trades to go. Uh, a lot of people I've spoken to have got a lot more trades than that up their sleeve. I believe the Whisperer does as well. A lot of my mates do. So... Um, Going to need a bit of a luck, uh, a, a bit of luck to fall my way on the run home. I think, which would be very interesting to see how that one plays out. In my draft team, I uh, was coming up against a pretty good side this week. Uh, didn't really expect to get the win. He was missing a number of troops, so his injuries and suspensions and whatnot were definitely worse than mine. He was missing a few guys, namely Ryan Pappenhausen. He was missing, so gave myself a bit of hope. Also, as you all know, I've had Cody Walker all season. Being an Indigenous round, I thought Cody Walker, he could go big. He played really well, um, scored an 83. We're still not seeing these giant scores out of Cody Walker that we need to see, though, which is disappointing. Uh, my center wings, let 
let me down a little bit. Jermaine Osako, 24. Remus Smith, 34. Dallin Martinez is now 29. And my best center wing of the weekend was, of course, Jake Avrilo. He got a 49. Uh, so good knock by Avrilo, but the three others really disappointing, especially Remus Smith in a big win for Melbourne where just about everyone around him scored 50 or 60 points. Very disappointing for Remus. Uh, Isako obviously playing Melbourne, so that is what it is. Dallin, 29. I normally expect more from him just base stat-wise. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a disappointing week there. Obviously, went without a halfback once again, so I'm, I've held on to Tommy Dearden. He's now moved to the Cowboys, so my long wait, hopefully it is worthwhile with Tom Dearden. So, it meant I got an AE of, um, well, this, this is where it gets interesting. I had two guys on my bench. So I had Sean Bloor, who got 23, and Sifat Talakai, who got 24. Now, getting Sean Bloor. Obviously, you get the lowest score. So I got his 23. Now, hypothetical, if I would have got Sifatalakai's 24, only one point difference, it would have meant I would have drawn this game up this week. I lost 743 to 742. So I lost by one point. Uh, the guy I was versing, he had his VC on Val Holmes, and I thought for sure he'd take the VC of Val Holmes, which would uh, essentially knock me out. I thought that he would drop. He had Phoenix Crossland in his side as his halfback. I thought he would definitely drop Phoenix Crossland. He didn't. He held on to him, which I thought was a really interesting move. Obviously, Newcastle went on to win that game, but at the time, I didn't give them much hope, and I'm pretty sure he didn't either. He held Phoenix Crossland instead of dropping him to making him his captain, and he went his captain as Aiden Tolman from the Cronulla Sharks, who's been scoring really well lately, don't get me wrong, but for me, if you've got a win that you can grab, and you can drop a guy like Phoenix Crossland, who... Geez, in my opinion, he's probably not going to have a spot in that team in two weeks. He would have been a definite drop for me. Um, and with Aiden Tolman, you know, he's a great scorer. He does well. But, I mean, in the modern game with these sin binnings and HIAs and everything, I find it really risky to to put it on someone safe that's playing in the middle nowadays. I, I just think it's a great punt. And, um, uh, obviously, Aiden Tolman didn't score overly well. Only scored 72 points as captain. So that gave me a little sniff, kept me in the contest. Um, at the back end, I had in this Manly Seagulls game, Newcastle game, he had about five blokes in this team. He had Bradman Best, Clemmer, Harper, Tuala, and Phoenix Crossland. The only guy I had was Sean Kepi, who was scoring really well when most of his guys were quiet. Uh, Sean Kepi then got sinbinned, uh, so that one turned out to be costly. And then in the back end of the game, uh, there was a moment where Bradman Best, he was given a line break, and I thought, oh, that's done. That's the end of the game. It was with about two minutes to go, and our scores were very close. That line break put him about 13 in front but then of course on the essentially the last minute David Clemmer got sinbin so he dropped down 10 points so that brought me sort of back into the contest um, look this was a game that I didn't expect to win I, I wasn't expecting to win I wasn't really expecting to get close so to lose by one point was very disappointing but to be honest with you geez I would have rather lose by 100 than one point it's heartbreaking when you come down to um to your, uh, your, your, your updates on a Monday morning it's awful especially when you look at as I said, Sean Law got 23. I had Sivitalka on the bench, 24. My for and against is absolutely shithouse in this draft competition. So for me to get a draw out of that, which if I had Siffer instead of Bloor, I would have got a draw out of this. That would have been sensational to put me on uneven points to everyone else and sort of make my uh, AE a little bit irrelevant. 
Uh, a couple of guys did really well for us, though. Uh, Reese Walsh, he was our skipper, 83. Incredibly impressive. Was tossing up between him and Cody Walker all week. Couldn't make my decision. I also couldn't VC someone because I still had Dearden at halfback, and he played in the first game of the week. So I had to make a decision between Reese Walsh, Cody Walker. Spent a number of hours tossing this up. Pros and cons list, everything. They both got 83. Two really good scores. Didn't matter which one I went as skipper there. Luciano Lua, he got a 75. Very impressive from him. Jackson Ford, 67. A guy we've been talking about for a long time. Absolute workhorse. We're hearing that this afternoon Jack Bellin will be named in this side. Uh, so that could really hurt Jackson Ford. Interesting to see how that one plays out. Andrew McCulloch, another solid 57 as well. Uh, probably my most consistent player this year. He's been unreal. Takiyaho with a 53. I thought he was going to score more than that, to be honest with you. Uh, but good to see him getting back into his rhythm. So it is round 13 this week, of course. As we said, not many guys playing this week. And for draft games, this can be absolute chaos. And for me, it will be this week. Not going to have many players, but the fellow I'm playing, he doesn't have many players either. So I think it's going to be about six on six, potentially seven on seven. I don't really have anyone that I'm willing to drop. Um, I know that he does, so he might be able to get one or two extra players. But for me this week... Obviously, I'll have Andrew McCulloch with the Dragons playing. I'll have Nathan Brown. I'll have Jackson Ford. Hopefully, Luciano Leilua gets off his suspension. Would love to have him this week. That'd be unreal. Sean Bloor, he will mostly come in, most likely come into the side for the Tigers into the starting team, put some points on the board. That'd be great. Um, I've got Tommy Dearden here, but he's obviously moved to the Cowboys. Supercoach hasn't changed that yet. And then in the backs, I've got Isako and I've got Remus Smith as well. And then hopefully, really fingers crossed, it's probably looking unlikely, but I'm really hoping that Katoni Staggs comes back this week. That would be sensational to get him back for this week. Uh, that would be huge, but probably unlikely there. So this week, it's going to be interesting. Uh, round 13, obviously only eight teams playing, so it only gives me five or six guys. Thankfully, I've got a good matchup with someone else with five or six guys, so it'll be a pretty even clash. Uh, going to have to make a decision on my vice-captains, captains. It's going to be crucial this week. This is a guy that's under me. He's got a really good team, though. He obviously features James Tedesco in his team, so he's a guy that I would love to keep down the bottom there. He's a pretty good super coach player as well. So if I could snag a win this week against him, that would be sensational. As I said, I've been very lucky all year. I've, I, my, my, my team has taken so long to get itself into gear, and I just happen to just keep stacking wins on wins on wins as the season's gone. I think I'm sitting six at the moment, and I think I've got the third lowest points scored. So I have been very blessed, have been very lucky. Um, most of the time when you lose by one point, it would be devastating. But I do understand that I have been lucky the rest of the season. So we will cop that one on the chin this week. Looking to get another win this week in round 13. It'll be a good little bonus and would probably put us up into the top four and potentially really knock this guy down a few pegs, which would be devastating for him. He's got a good side. Uh, but, it, you know, if I can get into the Supercoach finals this year in my competition and James Tedesco isn't there, definitely makes my life a whole lot easier. 